Okay. So, before I recap, I'm going to read, we're going to read Psalm 8 from verse. Welcome to me. Hey, Simi. Hey. <laughs> so before we start today, we're going to read Psalm 8 from verse 4 to 8, and then we'll recap and go into what we're talking about today. Um, Psalm 8 says, Psalm 8 from verse 4 to 8. This is New King James Version. Is everyone else there? Or do, can they see the screen? Or are you there? If you're there, say, uh huh, uh huh. No one did that. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, I can't see the screen, so I'll just um okay, yeah, I actually can. Okay, yeah. Okay. Can we make it bigger? No. Okay, so it says, What is a man that you're mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. For you have made him a little lower than angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea that pass through paths of the sea. I'll repeat that. What is a man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hand. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field and the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. What is man that makes him so special? What is man that makes him different? You have given him excellence, you have given him dominion. There's a question being asked in this psalm by David. Some theologians have it that this was a question being asked by the angels. Today we're addressing, we are going, we're continuing or picking up from where we left off last week. Talking about sonship, baptism, but mainly what it means to be born again. Last week we talked about how we are born again. We asked the question, what does it mean to, born again, to be born again? What are you born into? What does that entail? How are you born again? And in addressing that, we addressed baptism. We addressed how, by scripture, what baptism meant, an immersion into Christ. We proved how the word is water. So when a person is born of water and spirit, he was born of the word and the Holy Spirit. We proved 
that that is what baptism is, an immersion into Christ. And if you are not immersed into Christ and you choose to celebrate physical baptism, you went in a dry sinner and came out a wet sinner. Any theology that does not match the theology of the thief on the cross is unbiblical. All he had to do was believe for him to be immersed in Christ. All he had to do is believe for him to be earned to earn or to receive salvation, not earn, to receive salvation. He did not earn it. He did not work hard for it. He believed. He did not know a lot of scripture. He did not speak in tongues. He did not heal anybody. His only work, according to John 6, 26, was belief. The first criteria to being born again is believing. So today, once more, before we go into it, I would appeal, please, I know that the past, since last, um, last Monday and today, we are tampering with a lot of the theology that we've grown up with. I said it again, and I'll say it today. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to your pastor. Listen to the Bible. Let the Bible prove itself. But I need you to listen to what the Lord is saying through the words that are written. Confirm for yourself like the Bereans. Are these things in the Bible? Is it this script? Or are people just saying what they feel like saying? The aim of the sonship place is to grow you into people who vet the scripture, who can test every spirit, who can test every word, and know which is of God. You are never going to be reliant on anybody to tell you anything when you are a son. You have direct access to your father. You don't need a middleman. The best thing a man of God, a minister can do is edify you grant you maybe strengthen you in the revelations clarify things you may have misunderstood but he should not be your first directive the holy spirit should be we've all received the holy spirit said so in last that i will pour out my spirit on all flesh that they will know my laws and obey them we will no longer need to seek one or someone say no one no longer someone say go to the mountain yeah you shall learn from cross the sea because the holy spirit is in you so today we're continuing the teaching i will start with a bit of a review before we go in deeper what does it mean to be born again john 1 verse 12 to 15 12 to 14 says um john chapter 1 verse 12 to 14 When you're there, say, uh-huh, uh-huh. John chapter 1, verse 12 to 14.
Okay. Is everyone there? Because I did not hear. Thumbs up. Okay. Verse 12. It says, But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is, to those who believe in. What does it mean to believe? He expands on it. Adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. Who were born, not of blood, not born of a natural conception, nor of the will of the flesh, physical impulse, nor of the will of man, that natural father, but of God. That is a divine and supernatural birth. They are born of God, spiritually transformed, renewed, and sanctified. Let me pause there for a second. While we're addressing last week, we're talking about what the word does. And when we, when we clarified, when we, hey, hey there, when we clarified what the word is, that the word is the water, we also clarified that the word is the one that sanctifies. Purify me by the truth. Your word is truth. I'm led to say something. The difference, the word is that which purifies. The word is that which sanctifies. What does it mean to sanctify? Anything that is sanctified is set apart, set apart, set apart for a purpose. The job of the of the water, which is the word of God, is to set us apart and sanctify us. The job of the blood of Christ is to justify us. Mm. The word, which is the water, sanctifies and purifies. You, you want to rest? The, the blood justifies. The blood of Christ justifies. It's it said without the blood, there is no remission of sin. The blood of Christ serves as a justification for our sin. By the sacrifice of the blood of Christ, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't know why the Lord had me. This was not in my notes, but the Lord had me. As, I don't know if this is a question or someone that's asking, but. I'm answering the Holy Spirit. So we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So every time you say, um, I am purified by the blood, that is not correct. It is the word of God that sanctifies and purifies you, not the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is a justification. It's a legal tender. Even when we say, we, I cover myself with the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus is not a blanket. It is not um, soup that pours. It's a legal tender of justification. It speaks. The first time the blood is used in the Bible, um, sir. It, no, I was thinking of something else. Um, law of uh, immunotics, biblical immunotics, which means law of how the how the law how the Bible uses things. So biblical immunotics says law first mentioned. The first time something is mentioned in the Bible is how it is going to be used or what it signifies. And the first time blood is seen being used in the Bible, in the story of Abel, the blood speaks. So God said to Cain, I have heard your brother's blood crying. So the blood was speaking. For us, the blood is a legal tender, speaking better things than the blood of Abel, speaking, justifying us of our right that we are therefore now no condemnation for us. See, the blood of Abel 
speak condemnation against king. Mm. Yeah, there are a couple times in the Bible, you see, I heard their bloods crying from the earth. You see that a couple times in the Bible. But the blood of Christ is not crying, it's not condemning. The blood of Christ speaks better things. Justice stands at the point of justification. It's a leak. guilty we don't plead not guilty we plead the blood of jesus and by that plea there is now no condemnation curse is a condemnation that's why curse be any man who hangs on it on a tree and the proverbs say unless there be a cause for a curse a causeless curse cannot alight so you cannot curse anyone under the blood of the lamb because a curse is a condemnation mm. so, a curse is a condemnation. Let me speak like a Ghanaian so that it, I can I can emphasize because that's a curse. So a curse is a condemnation. You cannot curse anyone that is under the blood. Proverbs says, unless there be a cause for a curse, a causeless curse cannot alight. The cause for every curse is defeated by the blood of the lamb for god to curse or for any human to curse you they need to have authority of god mm. authority is their cause for us who plead the blood you are in therefore now no condemnation because christ was condemned for me and his blood was shed for me by he shed, by the shedding of the blood there is a permanent remission for my sin what does something mean to be to be remiss? It's, it, it is removed, it is taken away, it is um, separated from me. So there's a permanent remission of my sin because the person that shed the blood is still living. Mm. We don't pour the blood, we don't cover with the blood, we plead the blood. The blood is a justification of sin, not a covering of food. So we are purified by the word. We are justified by the blood. And when his side was pierced, like a mother giving back birth, like a mother giving birth to a child, when his side was pierced, water and blood came out. So from him, we are justified and purified as a born again church going back to this uh, the other had me go there i don't know but i hope whoever had the question that he made me divert to answer that is your answer coming back to this word why is this important why is it important to know that we are born again why is it important to know that we are born again as sons what is so necessary about this he says but to as many as did receive and welcome him all we have to do mm. is receive him it is not a it is not a display of of hard work it is not an effort thing this is how we worship mm. okay let me let me explain how this is how worship romans 12 verse 1 
going so fast. Romans 12, verse 1. If we go, um, we go to Romans 12, or Romans 1. If you're there, say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Or you can look at the screen. Is everyone there? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all yourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational and logical act of intelligent worship. Do not be conformed to this world any longer and its superficial customs, but be transformed and be progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical values, so that you may prove for yourself what is the will of God, that which is good and acceptable, so and is planned for you. Now let's read the message version of this. So you've seen the normal version. Let's read the message version of this. It says, here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday life, your sleeping, your eating, going to work, your walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God has done for you, receiving what he has done for you, accepting it, is the best thing that you can do for him. This is worship. Do not be well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. Let me pause there because it was the first one we're looking at. And let me go back to, where were we? Um, John 1, verse 12. John 1, verse 12. So, let me change it back to Amplify. So, but to as many as did receive and welcome him, it's almost like they're saying to as many that worship him. Mm. He gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become sons of God. How did they worship? Not by raising up their hands, not by shouting, not by clapping of hands, presenting themselves and receiving him. In the kingdom, that is the exchange. Mm. The exchange is not your tithe and offering. The exchange is not what you do. The exchange with God is present yourself your life, your daily life, your thinking, your existing, your being, and receive him. Why? He said to Abraham, walk before me and be thou made perfect. Walk before me and be thou made perfect. Abraham was recorded in the hall of faith. Despite trying to pimp his wife, let all the mistakes that he made. It was not about your imperfections. When you present yourself to him, you receive him, who is the truth. And since you pre you've given yourself to him, you are choosing to be led by the spirit of God. So since you are led by the spirit of God, and it is now in truth, you have you live and have your being. Spirit, truth, worship. Led by the spirit, living by the nature of the truth. That is worship. It is not going into the temple, going to a place, going to anywhere. It is giving, presenting, and receiving. Yeah, everyone, um, am I going too fast? Is, is that a bit clear? Is that clear to everyone? Okay. I'll keep going. 
that he says he gave the right to the authority to become children of God. That is to those who believe in. What does it mean to believe? Adhere to, trust in, rely on his name. This name part, we're addressing that. That's the last, that's where we'll close out today. His name. Who were born, not of blood. You're not born of blood. You're not born of a natural conception. You're not born of the will of the flesh, not the will of man. But now you are born of God. You have entered a new bloodline. You have entered a new bloodline. So all these things, powers of my father's house, powers of my mother's house, cycle of, it no longer pertains to you because now you are of the bloodline of Christ. You are in the father. Your, your father is God. Anything that pertains to your father's house, anything that the cycles of side, whatever negative cycles you want to talk about does not pertain to you. You are now in Christ, locked up in Christ. You are in Christ's reality. That is yours also. Is everyone tracking? The ends are saying, but of God, that is a divine and supernatural birth. They are born of God, spiritually transformed, renewed, and sanctified. What does it mean to be sanctified? I'm repeating again. Sanctified means to be set apart for good works. Set apart for good works. That is what it means to be sanctified. Sanctified or holy. Same thing. Sanctified, holy, set apart, hallowed, set apart for the works of God. Set apart. Sanctified does not mean um, sinless. Because no growing up, we often now here in chapter eleven. We often confuse the word sanctified means means sinless. Sanctified does not mean sinless. Holy does not mean sinless. Hmm. Sanctified does not mean sinless. Holy does not mean sinless. Sanctified means set apart. Holy means set apart for God's purpose. Present yourself as a living sacrifice. Holy. Who makes you holy? The Holy Spirit. If someone has the spirit of madness, they are mad. If someone has the spirit of craziness, they are crazy. Has the spirit of anger, they are angry. We have the Holy Spirit. By his presence in us, we are made holy. Holy and consecrate. Who consecrates? The priest. The high priest is the one that consecrates the sacrifice. If you remember in those days, when a person brought the sacrifice, they checked the sacrifice for whether it was good or not. They checked it for imperfections and they accepted it. We are now priests and kings in this. The person presenting the sacrifice was never checked. They didn't check whether the person had one leg or two legs or what was wrong with them. They checked the sacrifice our sacrifice is christ mm. he became the sacrifice and he's the one that receives the sacrifice our sacrifice is christ we are not the one that they are checking mm. all we are presenting is him he makes us holy he who is the priest is the priest that the one that consecrates the sacrifice has been the sacrifice perfect your job is to come. Whether you throw a punch or you don't throw a punch, as long as you remain in the fight till the end, you won. 
That is why you are more than a conqueror through him who loves you. We are beneficiaries of the love of God. Amen? Is everyone tracking today? Is everyone tracking? Quiet. They're hearing us. Okay, so now we'll, we'll go to First Peter 1, verse 3 to 5 and verse 23. So just to re just to say once more what we just said right here. First Peter 1, 3 to 5 and 23. First Peter chapter 1. Verse 3, I'm going to read 3 to 5, and verse 23. When everyone is there, say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. So since everyone is there, I'm going to go from verse 3. Blessed and blessed gratefully praised and adored be the god and father of our lord jesus christ who according to his abundant and boundless mercy has caused us to be born again that is to be reborn from above spiritually transformed renewed and set apart for, for his purpose let me pause there for a second i need us to understand something he said renewed it did not say refurbished. Mm. It did not say transformed. Where we are trying, it said spiritually transformed. It did not say refurbished. We are renewed. We are transformed. Hey, Summer. Hi, Summer. Hi, Summer. Hey, we, as, missed you. we missed you. So, as born again, <laughs> as, as born again, we are not refurbished. God did not take something old and try to fix it. Mm. The word that some versions of that or the scripture have it is metamorphos metamorphosis. A transformation. As repentance is metanoia, changing. That meta is, met is, is the root word for metamorphosis. So it's not a spider is a spider a butterfly cannot go back into being a moth not a, sorry a moth or a butterfly cannot go back into be actually not a butterfly cannot go back into being a caterpillar you know i went i did science some of us studied at science school other people i cannot talk for them <clears throat> no shade anyway hmm. a caterpillar a butterfly cannot go back to being a caterpillar is a one-way thing you are completely changed in such a way that you cannot go back to what you were. Mm. So good. You are completely changed in such a way that you cannot go back to what you were. Now, it does not mean it may take you some time to come to the full nature of your new being. Not every butterfly immediately starts flying after coming out of the cocoon. Mm. Not every butterfly immediately starts flying after immediately after it comes out of the cocoon. 
yes, it, 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 it puts itself in danger to everything around it to be eaten. But for us, we are protected on all sides. We are protected on all sides. Mm. So sometimes you have to learn to fly after you metamorphosize from being a caterpillar to a butterfly. Because there's a journey in metamorphosis does not mean that you have not metamorphosized. Because there is a journey in metamorphosis does not mean you have not metamorphosized. Because you, have, you are no longer a caterpillar walking on all fours and you now have the wings to fly like a butterfly and you are not flying immediately does not change the fact that you have evolved. You have been transformed. Okay? That word, renewed. So stop thinking like you are just a fixed up house. You still have the same things in you and God just refurbished you. No, he renewed you in such a way that you cannot go back. The old foundation is gone. Mm. The old building blocks, the old pillars, what held the house up, what's and curved the house, the pillars are gone. What covered the house, the roofs are gone. It's a new building. Mm. It is a, from top to bottom, it is new. From those outside, because it seems like the same painting. It's almost like a new building and someone came to, it seemed like the same painting on the outside. However, as time goes by, as everything all fades away, you begin to realize that all things, behold, all things are passed and all things have been made new. It's a journey on revelation. Because you have not seen it, does not mean it isn't it. We're all tracking. I'm saying this because sometimes we forget to give grace to ourselves. We are often our harshest critics. We don't realize that we are, we are quick to excuse everyone else, but we forget to give that grace to ourselves because we are not flying, we are not butterflies, and we are still walking like caterpillars. It's a journey. Let's keep going. Hmm. To say that, I, I feel like this point is super important because when we are transformed, like we've been talking about, our spirit is new. I, but then our soul has to catch up to where our spirit already is. So when we think about, you know, man being triune, right? The spirit, like, we literally no longer have the spirit of sin. Now we have the Holy Spirit in us. So we are new in that sense. But our soul, which is the seat of our emotions and our will and our logic and all of that, goes through the transformation process, which is why we see in Romans that we need to renew our, mind. our minds. So the soul has work to do to catch up to where the spirit already is. So that is that journey of metamorphosis that you know um, OC had been talking about the whole time. So sometimes, because I feel like when we don't necessarily see our souls, you know, we, we, we're, we're not making decisions or we're not thinking or we're not, um, quote and unquote, showing the proof that we're new, we doubt our newness. 
and then go back and then go back or fall back fall or, i mean as as we back going to old habits going back into the familiar exactly but the point is we always have to remind ourselves that we are already new so even when not new like behaviors are manifested in our lives this is why there is no condemnation and we remind ourselves that we've already been made new and we are we're better than whatever the behavior is we are above what that is and this is how grace instructs us to get to that point just wanted to add that little piece okay as you were saying something it also brought something else to my heart that we should, we should address um you talked about spiritual transformation. What what is the spirit that is being transformed? Mm. You see, you you shared you shared a bit light of it. We said it. We, we I know we've discussed it before, and it, but we have some new people. So let me just let's just briefly just touch on it a bit. Um, when we talk about the spirit being transformed, when man sinned, man was under the spirit of sin. Mm. Sin is not just an action. Sin is a spirit. Where's the proof? When God was talking to Cain, He said sin i know let's show you in the bible we'll come back first peter and continue so if we go to genesis i believe genesis chapter four genesis chapter four mm -hmm. that's in genesis four because it can be three mm -hmm. genesis chapter what is that it is available in this version <laughs> okay that's enough sorry guys give me one second Genesis chapter one. Um, New, New King James. So Genesis chapter four, verse. I'm sure the verse. Now. Chapter six. After like seven. Mm -hmm. Look at six. Six. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. Okay. Genesis 4, verse 6. Is everyone there? Say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Everyone is there. Okay, I'm just going. It says, so the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, you will not be accepted. If you do not do well, said and if you do not do well sin lies at your door and it and its desire so it is a subject personifying this it is subject personified has a desire his desire is for you but you should rule over it let's check another version maybe new king james was happy and when they when they wrote this so we'll get the message version it says if you know sin is lying in wait for you ready to pounce it's out to get you but you've got to master it let's go to old king james i think they were the were the ones that spelled it out the sick it says and the lord said unto Cain, why art thou rough why is thou countenance falling if thou dost well shall thou not be accepted and he said if thou dost not well sin lies at, at the door and unto thee shall be his King James even used it. He said, his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. The desire of sin. Sin has a desire. 
and he's his desires to master us or over us. Let me give the one last one and we'll, we'll keep it pushing. Um, amplified. If you do well, believe in me and doing what is acceptable and pleasing to me, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, but ignore my instruction, sin crouches at your door. It's his desire for you to overpower you, but you must master it. Sin is a being that has a nature and a desire. His nature is to master you. And if he's a master over you, what are you? A slave of sin. And as a slave, a slave master, as a slave driver, as a master over you, a master has wages. What's the wages of sin? Death. What does death mean? Separation from God. Sin has a nature. Sin has a desire. Sin is a being. Because if we agreed from this that sin is a being, we could also say sin is crouch. Um, the devil has come to you. He has asked for you to see you. Like this when Jesus was talking to Peter. The devil has come for you. He asked for you. It is his desire to have you. But I have prayed for you that when you are overcome, turn around and strengthen your brethren. So if the devil has a desire, the devil could ask also. And we agree that the devil is a being, not an action. We must treat sin the same way. Final proof, for the sake of time, I'm not going to go into that, but it's Galatians 5. You can read Galatians 5 in your own time. Galatians 5 compares the nature of sin versus the nature of the Spirit of God. So the, the being that com competes with the Spirit of God is the spirit of sin. So being born again, we are spiritually transformed from the order of the nature of the spirit of sin to being led by the spirit of God. That's why you who is led by the spirit is not a slave, but you are a son of God. Let's go back to where were we? Um, first, Peter. first Peter. So we're going back to first Peter. So, while we, First Peter one verse three to five, and then twenty-three. First Peter one. So, while we go back to First Peter, I want to say something. That's the part. The spirit is renewed. Is is um, transformed. transformed. Transformed from sin into the spirit of God. You are so by the spirit's presence. You are renewed. You are not you are not refurbished you are renewed the issue we have is the soul the soul is the seat of your will and your emotions another version says the soul is the seat of your mind and your heart that's why the bible can then say as a man thinketh in his heart the bible also often interchanges soul and heart you see some versions that will have soul for something and have heart so some people will say the heart is this, the heart comprises of heart and soul. Sorry, heart and mind. The heart is almost like Lagos in Lagos, New York in New York. The heart comprises of heart and mind. But for clarity, it's better to say the soul comprises of heart and mind. As your mind is being the, the refurbishing of your soul, the changing, the transformation of, of your soul. Is it transformation? Hmm. Sorry, the transforming of your soul is formed by one, your mind is renewed. The mind is renewed by the word. 
two, your desires are changing to match what God desires, which is your heart. We'll get into a bit how that works. So, and when all two are in sync, naturally, because it is the body, sorry, it is it is spirit, <laughs> it is the, a man in sync is driven by the desires of his mind and the feelings of his heart. And those two come together to please the body. A man in sin is led by the thoughts of his mind and the desires of his heart to please the body. So in a way, the body is the master of the sinner. Mm. The body is his master. That is that, and the walker is his soul. That is why, for those who are in sins, their soul is not right in them, because their soul is in slavery to sin to please the body. And by that slavery, they are separate from intimacy or fellowship with the Spirit of God. But we who are new creatures, we have we have the presence of the Spirit. We are led by the Spirit of God. Our minds are being renewed. Our desires are being transformed. So now, everything is led by the Spirit of God. The soul, all this, all the soul wants to do is now please the Spirit. As the soul is being led to please the Spirit, the body obeys the soul. An example, a simple example of your body obeying of the body obeying the soul. You feel tired, but in your mind you say, "No, no, no, I can make it. I can move. I can run this last mile." I can. You will yourself into doing things. You choose to do this. I'm going to persevere to finish. You will yourself into do it, doing it. That's an example of your body, your soul ruling over your flesh. Mm -hmm. But this time, the soul is also submitted to the spirit. In its rulership over the flesh so whatever the soul is desiring is at one with the what the spirit desires and so the body is now being pleased it's trained to be pleased by only what pleases the spirit mm. it is a training so the body is buffered is trained into submission to the spirit it's a journey everyone tracking are we going too deep is this all clear is quiet is everything no, you're yep, good. yep yep we're tracking okay so going back to first picture three so oc can you hear okay. me yes this is summer so i'm driving so i'm trying to like minimize my interaction over the phone but um so just for example so i i travel for work this past week right mm -hmm. and um this i had an encounter it, it wasn't an encounter it, the woman just wasn't very kind right mm -hmm. and so i'm in compliance so i have to tell her you know where her deficiencies are opportunities for training all the things so she didn't she wasn't receptive and i could be very direct because i want to be clear in what i'm saying right and so i acknowledge that but it was just a bad situation. So much so 
that the last day there after my meeting, my exit meeting with leadership, I was going to abandon even going over certain areas and providing additional training with them, which is what I had committed to. Right. And that's my duties. So I know Holy Spirit told me, just just see it through. You'll be fine. Just see it through. And and I did see it through. I was able to pull her to the side and speak to her. But the old me didn't even want to come forward, if that makes sense. Mm. And I was saying, I was like, at no point, excuse me, did I want to cuss her out? At no point, like, it didn't even feel right to abandon what I had already committed to. I didn't mm. want to tell her off. I probably wanted to just respond to her sometimes, but just I I let certain things go. And my coworker was like, I can't believe you didn't respond to that. And I told mm. him, no one is going to take me out of where I've come from. Mm. And this, you know, and I got home and I was really upset. I got home and I just, you know, you get in your comfort zone and I cried and I didn't I said, I can't do this job anymore. And I really cried out to God, like, you, please help me and give me strength. My point in making and in, in contributing right now is to say that I've, I believe I have experienced the newness of God in me. Mm. And that rather than me just saying no one is going to take me back, it's starting to penetrate my life and my heart that I know under no circumstances will you get me out so far outside of myself that I am no longer in the will of God. Mm. And it was I, just, I love that so much. Thank you. Yes. Mm. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Summer, because your response is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. How you respond to a situation is your responsibility. Their actions are their responsibility. Your response is your responsibility. And their response to your response is also their responsibility. Let me say that again. Your response is your responsibility. I am only responsible for how I respond to it, for how I react to a situation. I don't want to like using the word react, but let's just use go with that for that. Your response to a situation is your only responsibility. And your the rest and as a believer, what is required of you mm. is Christ. Mm. You are the Christ you act before you speak. Your actions are louder than your words. You can't preach Christ unless they see Christ in you. So your response is your responsibility. And you are you are responsible for being Christ in every situation. You are the atmosphere of Christ. We often decree or declare that over ourselves. What that means to be the atmosphere of Christ. So when anyone experiences you, they want to you need you need them to leave you saying they've experienced Christ. That's all good in theory. But the most difficult thing to be is Christ. The most difficult person to be is Christ. Two things. Thing in your words, being in your in your actions. Someone says something to you, you want to respond to them. You tell them about themselves. You want to tell them about where they came from. 
sometimes you all you have to be is Christ. Hmm. The irony is that sometimes the greatest ministration you, you you can give to a person is by being Christ instead of being the world to them. What does that mean? There's something different about this person. With another person, they would have cursed me out. They would have insulted me. But this person still chose to respond to me in love, despite what I did. Mm. It does not mean that you excuse abuse to you, but it means that you affirm your identity, regardless of what the person is doing. You don't have to post you to respond to them. You don't have to post you, the you in Christ, to respond to them. Like someone said, I don't have to go back to who I was to respond to who they are. Mm. I don't have to go back to who I was to respond to who they are. Why am I the one backtracking, moonwalking to answer who you are today? Yeah, we are dealing in the present. I don't have to go back to the past to deal with the present. I am. I am, I am. So who are you now? I am, not I was. So be the I am in that situation and respond in the nature of I am. So let's keep on. Blessed, gratefully praised and adored. I'm, I'm, uh, by, by the way, I'm, we're back in First Peter, verse, chap, um, First Peter chapter <laughs> one, verse three. Blessed, gratefully praised, and adored be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant and boundless mercy, as we know that's part of grace, has caused us to be born again, that is, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose, to an ever-living hope and confident assurance through the resurrection of Christ from the dead. Born anew. What are we born anew into? An inheritance. Mm sons of god must have an inheritance that's why we are co-heirs with christ an inheritance which is imperishable beyond the reach of change undefiled and unfading reserved in heaven for you where is heaven now heaven is in you christ is in you we can we'll go deeper into that who are being protected we are protected and shielded by the power of god through your faith. Remember, faith is not what you do. Faith is a person. That person is Christ. Faith is Christ. He is the evidence of things hoped for. Christ is the substance of things not seen. The revelation of Christ comes by what? Hearing. Hearing what? The word. So that the just shall live by Christ. In him we live, we move, and have our being. Faith is not what you do. Faith is a person, not an action. Faith is a person. We believe so we can receive faith. We believe in Christ to receive Christ who is faith. Let's keep on. So, born anew into the inheritance which is imperishable beyond the reach of change, of change and undefiled and unfading, reserved in heaven for you who have been protected and shielded by the power of God through your faith for salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. Oh, three to five. So let's go. It said three to five, and then twenty-three. Twenty-three says, "Let's see." Twenty-three says, "Sorry." 
for you have been born again that is reborn from above spiritually transformed renewed and set apart for his purpose not of seed which is perishable but from that which is imperishable and immortal that is through the living and everlasting word of god we are born again what by the word of god spiritually transformed word of god spiritually transformed word of god born of what water and spirit water spirit this is baptism this is baptism let's further prove it galatians 3 25 to 28 let's go to galatians 3 25 to 28 we'll start with new king james you're reading amplified tbt and cjp so let's start with um new king james galatians 3 25 to 28 Galatians chapter 3, 25 to 28. Mm -hmm. Let me start with New King James. You there say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. 25 says, I'm reading New King James first, and I read Amplified and the Passion TPT, and then I read CJB. So 25 says, But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Remember, faith is a person through being in Christ. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Mm. For as many of you that were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to promise. Let's go to Amplified. Let's see what they say there. Amplified says, same thing, 23 and 25, 28. But now faith has come. We are no longer under the control and authority of a tutor and disciplinarian. For you who are born again, have been reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and sanctified, and are all children of God, set apart for his purpose with full rights and privileges through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union with Christ the anointed, have clothed yourselves with Christ, that is, have taken on his characteristics and values. That's what baptism is. There is now no distinction in regard to salvation, neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female, for you who believe are all one in Christ Jesus. No one can claim spiritual superiority. That also goes to, there's no one superior to you in Christ. Your pastor is in Christ. Your prophet is in Christ. 
you are in christ you are seated in christ not seated with christ so there's maybe we're seated in christ the greatest person will be here the greater one will be here the greater before they get to you we are seated in christ we are all one in christ the only place that a male might be higher than the female is the marriage and it's not even higher it says submit one to the other let me not go there <laughs> let's 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 stay here <laughs> so you are one see me is responding to you <laughs> <laughs> and if you belong to christ you are in him there's no uh, you are in church um, a male is higher than a female no no there is neither male nor female jew nor greek you are all one in christ jesus and if you belong to christ you are in him and you are abraham descendant spiritual heirs of god's promise let's go to tpt passion translation TBT says it's 25, okay. But now faith has come. We are no longer under the guardian of the law. For you have all become true children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Nothing else makes you a child of God but faith. Faith is a person that is Christ. By your belief, that's what this is. Faith immersed you. Please, please hear this. Let me repeat again. You have all become true children of God by faith in Christ. Faith. Remember, faith is a person. Person is Christ. So Christ immersed you into Christ. Faith immersed you. So the word there, baptizo, is immersion. What is an immersion? When you immerse something, you put something, it's like dip it into it. Dip, immerse, right, in stew. Immerse, immerse, um, immerse. <laughs> Why rice with stew? <laughs> Immerse meat with sauce. You you dip it into it. You you throw it in. Chicken and butter. Chicken and butter. Good. You immerse. Faith immersed you. Again, baptism is an immersion into Christ, not pouring putting you into water physically or sprinkling water on you or in, dropping you in water. That is a physical display. It's almost like after you, after your court wedding, coming to do the white wedding to showcase what was done in the law, celebrating what was done. You are baptized by your belief. He who is faith immersed you into himself. Faith immersed you. This is baptism. Faith immersed you into Christ. And now you are covered and clothed with his life. We no longer see each other in our former state. Jew or non-Jew, rich or poor, male or female, because we are all one in our union with Jesus Christ. If you belong to Christ, then you are now Abraham's child, a true heir of his blessings because of the, of the promise God made to Abraham. Before I go, let me go to CJB finally. CJB is the complete Jewish Bible. So this is Jewish version. So in case maybe they say that this one was speaking English, let's go to the Jews. CJB, complete Jewish version. CJ, complete Jewish Bible, sorry. But now, I'm reading for 25. But now the time for this trusting faithfulness has come. We are no longer under a custodian. For in union with the Messiah, you are all children of God 
through distrusting faithfulness. Because as many of you as were immersed into the Messiah, as many of you that were immersed into the Messiah have clothed yourselves with the Messiah in whom there is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free man, neither male nor female. For in union with the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, you are all one. Also, if you belong to the Messiah, you are a seed of Abraham, Abraham, and heirs according to the promise. What does this grammar expression mean? You are immersed into Christ. Your baptism is by belief. And Christ puts you into himself. There is nothing wrong, let me repeat, with deciding to do a biblical baptism ceremony. A physical ceremony but if you think that's where salvation is you have missed it let's start and go back any theology that does not match the theology of the thief on the cross is wrong he was not tongue speaking he was not miracle walking he was not baptized yet he received rights to heaven or to fellowship eternal fellowship with god he, did not, he did not confess his sins he was he did not re receive penance i grew up catholic i'm saying all these things i grew up catholic i grew up uh, from catholic i went to what well, some some other churches and these were the things that were taught i i mean was it not 2017 i did my own baptism Mm -hmm. 27 I did my own baptism and I, I was baptized at birth as a Catholic and I felt maybe that was, that was not a good enough baptism let me go and be baptized again as a believer you know you must be baptized so that you can go to heaven those were my thoughts we are baptized by belief and in faith we are baptized he immerses baptize you he immerses us into himself that is our baptism this is why God proved it to Peter that while he was yet speaking, before he were baptized, the, the Holy Spirit, as we, read, as we discussed last time, the Holy Spirit fell on them. So it was not... I think some other people even say, say that or teach that if there is no water baptism, like there's a process, you have to do the water baptism first and then you go do the Holy Ghost baptism. So without doing water baptism, you also cannot receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So there's also that teaching. Oh, uh, okay. True. Both places teach it because people some people like to point fingers at the Catholic Church. No, but oh no, this was a this was an MFM teaching. Not in the MFM. Don't you, don't you remember that they that they will say, Oh, maybe let us let us come, let us fill you with the Holy Ghost, come and receive the Holy Ghost. Yeah. From the moment you believed, you received the Holy Ghost. You maybe have are not walking in the gifts of the spirit, mm -hmm. because every gift is a, a gift of grace to edify the body. And as you grow in, in your revelation and understanding of your mission or your assignment on earth, gradually, each gift, every believer should walk in all the gifts just in different capacities. Let me repeat that. Every believer should walk in all gifts just in different capacities based on what you are assigned to. Mm. There is no gift. Say, bless the God who blesses all spiritual blessings according, not some, not all spiritual all let me put that all spiritual blessings so we are blessed with all just different portions for your assignments it is not wrong to celebrate 
baptism. Mm -hmm. It's like celebrating your birthday. Maybe it's like having something to remind you of your salvation. That is not wrong. But it is wrong to think that your salvation is in that. If you cannot differentiate both, don't do it. If you cannot differentiate, if baptism becomes your idol, you have put it before God because you have seen it as a means of your salvation rather than Christ. Our baptism is by belief. We are immersed into him, into his nature by faith. And faith is not an action, faith is a person, Christ. Christ immersed us into Christ. We are clothed in him. We take on his nature and values. So we are not seen as our humanity. We are recognized by his divinity. We are not seen by our humanity. We are recognized by his divinity. The world may still call you who you were, but you and fellow believers stop calling people by who they were. Define them by who they are, Christ and Christ's. We live, we are saved by grace through faith alone that none should boast. We are not saved by baptism. We are not saved by the by confession of, sins. confession of sins. We are saved by grace, the nature of God, through faith, the blessing of Christ, that none should boast. Everyone tracking so far. I know we addressed it last time. I, I do I, I just want to touch on it and go into this immersion. Immersion, immersion, this matter of immersion where what is immersion for why are we immer being immersed what are we immersed in if we are not in law what are we in we're in love mm. if we're not in law we're in love why is love important to god we talk about it, for god so love the world why is love everything love 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 god is love why is love important ephesians 3 16 to 20 let us talk about love I'll do Amplified and I'll do the Passion Translation because it's, since it's Passion, we should use it to describe it. Why are you looking at me? Ephesians <laughs> 3, 16 to 20. When you're there, say, uh-huh, uh-huh. You're not there either. I was with that. You're not there When you're there, say, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ephesians 3.16. You're in Galatians. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> the people are already there. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now you see. Oh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so. Actually, I'll start from 14. If I want to preface what this. Now, for me, this is my favorite scripture in the Bible. Oh, I don't know about the Bible. Let me just speak for myself. This is why God loves. This is why love is important to God. You become the love you believe. You become the love you believe. If you are, if you are raised believing in an abusive form of love, you become that. And it is important for to God that you recognize what his love means. And it becomes a fellowship of that love. 
so that you you cannot give out the love you have not received or believed you cannot give out the love you have not received or believed you become the love you believe so here he's trying to teach us what love is so that we can be immersed in him you are we are immersed in him how by love by love and for love and to love by love by his love john 13 starts with for god so love so the crux of salvation is love the reason for salvation is love for god so love that he gave his only begotten son the reason for his giving of christ is love the reason for immersion for love by love christ persevered why he loved us and what are we to be also to the world love it was not the miracles that drew people it was the love that they saw in acts that made people come to fellowship how can great and small old and young male and female fellowship and love it was the oneness john 17 says that they may know that you sent me by the their oneness so the proof of christ is our oneness how we want in love by for two of immersion is love Ephesians 3 14 I need you to know I don't know who this is that you are loved by God you are not rejected you are not a mistake you are not an afterthought God foreknew you foredeemed you he recognizes your shortcomings, recognizes your mistake. He did not rape you. A man did. Evil entered the world when men chose to eat of the tree of good and evil. Men have free will. Mm. And men have abused the free will to pollute the earth. God was not, God did not reject you. God did not turn his back on you. You are not a mistake. I need you to understand that. He needs you to understand, not me. He needs you to understand that. He has given you the best possible, possible outcomes out of a lot of your bad decisions and a lot of those who are supposed to protect you, their bad decisions. Mm -hmm. He protected you given the worst situations that you were put in. You are not a mistake. It is, there is nothing wrong with you. Mm. Bad things do not keep happening to you. You're on a journey. He's with you. He loves you, even in what you think are your flaws. And even in the things you chose to not tell anyone, he knows. And he still embraces you. Please know he loves you. Please know that you, you are surrounded and embraced on all sides by him. Mm. This is a call from him to you today to know that you are loved mm. that you're not rejected that you are not denied that you're not an afterthought and he will always be there and ready for you you are his child he's your father a father cannot reject his own mm. a father cannot reject his own 
That is why when you try to take your life, it didn't work. It will never work because you, there's a call upon your life. You are to be a minister of this gospel, this good gospel. You have gone through your testimony, your tests and mornings is now a testimony. Your mess is now a message. Don't, don't hide, don't dig your past and hide it. It is now a testimony of how God is glorified in you. You are not a mistake. Regardless of what you, I don't know, a lot of shifting to another person. Regardless of what you heard, you are not a mistake. He thought of you even when they did not think of you. Mm. You are not a mistake. He thought of you even when they did not think of you. He chose you to be born when they think they thought you were a mistake. Please understand that God loves you. If you take anything out of today, you are not a mistake. You are purposely thought out for by God, thought out for by God, and sought out for by God. You are not your situation. You are in a situation. You are not your situation. You are in a situation. Thank you. Let me go back to where I was. Ephesians 3.14 says, For this reason, grasping the greatness of this plan by which the Jews and Gentiles continue. See, we talked about immersion and we talked about how we are, there's no Jew, there's no Gentile. And what's so we are verifying what this immersion is for. For this reason, grasping the greatness of this plan by which Jews and Gentiles are joined together in Christ. I hope you see how the Bible flows. The Bible has one author. The Holy Spirit has one author and many writers. The author is the Holy Spirit. Mm. Some people just wrote. And if you, the, the proof is, if you actually read, you see, it's almost like someone picked up from one part and continued. It's everything flows in one. We have one author, many writers, the Holy Spirit. All scripture is God breathing. For this reason, grasping the greatness of this plan by which Jews and Gentiles are joined together in Christ. I bow my knees in reverence before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom every family in heaven and on earth der derives his name. God, the first and ultimate Father. Mm. May he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with the power through his spirit in your inner self, in dwelling your innermost being and personality. So this is why the Holy Spirit dwells. He give you power. Power for what? So that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. So that the person of Christ may be in your heart. And may you, having been deeply and rooted and securely grounded in love, may be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints. The saints are not those in heaven. The saints are all God's people. The width, the length, the height and the depth of his love fully experiencing that amazing and endless love that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of christ which surpasses mere knowledge is the surpasses understanding surpasses what you can even explain mm. surpasses mere knowledge without experience 
that you may be filled throughout your being to all the fullness of God. So that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives. Completely filled and flooded with who? With God himself. We often quote the next verse. Everyone quotes it, but we forget the first verse. Now unto him who is able to carry out the purpose to do superabundantly more than all we dare to ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams. How? According to the power at work. Where did the power come from? By the presence of the Spirit in us. That's why when we say, some people say, um, when we pray, dynamic power, effective power is made available. How? Life and death and the power of the tongue. The power of the Spirit is in us. Every time we submit the power of the tongue to the power of the Spirit in us, dynamic power is made available in intercession and prayer. Post that. Back here. The reason, let me, I was going to say I'm going to read TPT before I say anything. Everyone tracking here, please. Are we all tracking? Going? It's quiet. No, no, no. Okay, come <laughs> <laughs> Again, 14 to 20. So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, mm -hmm. the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength flows your innermost being with his divine mind and explosive power. Then, by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you. And the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Mm. Mm. The resting place of his love will become resting in love, immersion into him. Then you'll be empowered, let us see, okay. Then you'll be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all his dimensions, how deeply intimate, far-reaching is his love, how enduring and inclusive it is, endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. When they say, if, um, Prayer table for me in the presence of an enemy. I anointed my head with oil. That's the Holy Spirit. And my cup. What is the cup for? The cup of his love. Mm. By faith in Christ. The cup run it over. This is the cup they're talking about. They run over. Overflowing with the fullness of God. That is why we are assured goodness and mercy follows, follows. Anyway, 20. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request your most unbelievable dream and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly mm. energizes you. Let me pause there. Lala, you had a question. Oh, sorry, Lala, before you go, sorry, I want me to say something. God is love. Love is not God. Mm -hmm. Love is one of the seven functions, seven manifestations of his grace. I mean, noble grace is one. God is one. Oneness of God, mercy of God, faithfulness of God, uh, yes. hmm? just. just, holy. Um, sorry, let me start again. God is good. God is good. God is merciful. God is faithful. God is one. God is love. God is holy. God is just. Those are the seven things. Love is one of the, one of the things God calls Himself. God is love. 
love is not God. When you exalt what God expresses over the person of God, you've made an idol. Now you will sacrifice on the altar of love, the truth of Christ, mm. because you made love an idol. So good. Pause. Lala, go on. Say that again. Hmm? Say that again. You will I sacrifice. One. You, ah. Ah. Sorry, you sacrifice on the altar of love, the truth of Christ, if you make love an idol. Okay, Lala, go ahead. I only wanted the scripture. I can't read. It doesn't show it on the screen. Oh, um, Ephesians 3, 16 uh, to 20. Ephesians 3, 16 to 20. That's what I thought. But what um, what version was it? The Passion TPT. Oh, okay. TPT. That's Is what every... you just read? You said what? Yeah, that's what I just read. Okay. <laughs> Is everyone is everyone tracking? Um, this brings us back to John three sixteen. I think we're, we're getting ready to, to move to question question so people can ask questions. John three sixteen. I'm I'll read it in the Passion translation. John three sixteen. For here is the way God loved the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, for here is the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish but have or experience everlasting life. How is it you experience everlasting life? Where does the life come from? You've been filled to fullness by the fullness of God. You have the fruit. I have life. I have life. I have life. It's the life of God in me. All things are possible. Dead things come back to life. Because I have life. The life of God in me. I have life. I have life. I have life. Is the life of God in me? Now all things are possible. Dead things come back to life. I have life. Is the life of God in me? I preached it. I have life. Oh, we have life. And we have life. Because it's the life of God in us. <clears throat> we have life. We have life. We have life. Is the life of God in us? All things are possible. Dead things come back to life. Cause we have life. It's the life of God in us. All things are possible. 
Dead things jump back to life. We have life. It's the life of God in us. We have life. We have life. We have life. By our belief in God. By our belief in Christ. There's three things I believe I must believe. Three foundational things. First, we must believe that we are loved by God. Mm-hmm. Second, we must believe in Christ who was given as a result of that love. Mm-hmm. Third, we must believe as a result of that Christ who was given, we are now intimate reconciled with god i'll repeat there are three things a believer believer must believe Mm. first that you are loved by god if you believe in christ and you don't believe that you were loved you will never be able to walk in the fullness of it because you would you would try to work to end god's love Mm -hmm. you would try to you you'll be on that treadmill of performance trying to earn God's love when is Christ was sent as a result of God's love. Mm. It's not that because I believe I will I now have to work hard to be loved. You are already loved. Mm. It's, sorry, I know that I'm singing a little bit. It's, 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 it's another song that comes, comes to my mind. It's, it says all about your love, your love in me and you loving me. It's all about your love. 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 Your love in me. Your love in me. You love in me. You love in me. Your love. It's all about your love. All about your love. Give me grace. Say by faith. All in your name, oh, your love is all about your love. It's all about his love. First thing we believe is that we are loved. Mm. Loved by who? Loved by God. God loves me. Say that to you. You can say that to yourself. I am loved by God. God loves me. Mm. I have received love. And everybody to say that. Say that. Say, say uh, if you want, if you can come up with me, come up with me. You say, "I am loved by God." I am loved by God. I am loved by God. God loves me. Loves me. God, God loves, me. loves me. I am loved by God. Say like you believe it. I am loved by God. God loves me. I have received the benefit of love. I am not rejected. I am not forgotten. I walk in the fullness of love. I walk in the fullness of love. Love is my testimony. Love is my testimony. Regardless of what it looks like. Regardless of what it looks like. I am filled to fullness with love. I am filled to fullness with love. 
Amen. 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 So, why is this important? This is the last, this is where I will conclude today. We'll delve deeper into it, but I want to conclude this, this sonship thing and this prayer thing. We'll delve a little, we'll touch, we'll do the we'll Tosfe this prayer matter. Not just Tosfe. Oh, so sorry. Tos, like, touch a bit on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll touch a bit on this prayer matter. Mm-hmm. Prayer is, is first in nature before it's an action. Prayer is who you are before it is what you do. How is that proven? Matthew chapter six, uh, yeah, Matthew chapter six. We'll go into the depth of that later, another, uh, maybe next. It says, Oh. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Linda. See you next week. So. Bye. This is where we close up. As sons, prayer is in nature. It's not about re- repetition. We come, Now that we know that we are intimate with God in love, mm-hmm. how do we come to our Father as sons? I'm just going straight to nine. Our Father. You come as sons, our Father. Who is in heaven? Who is in me? Hallowed be thy name. Set apart is your name. Your kingdom come, righteousness, peace, and joy is now in me. Mm. Thy will be done on earth because I am led by your spirit. I establish your will on earth as is done in heaven. Give us this day. Man shall not live by, I live by your word. So I grow in the revelation of Christ, growing faith. I am forgiven, eternally forgiven. So that I, by that law, I can now forgive. Because I am led by the spirit of God, he that dwells in the sacred place of God shall abide. And just my refuge and my foot. I am not led into temptation, but I am delivered from all evil. Mm-hmm. For yours is the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Righteousness, peace, and joy belongs to you. What you have given it to me, the power and glory are yours now forever. We receive the kingdom, we receive the power, we receive the glory from Him forever. This is the right of sons. So when He said, "Teach," He was not teaching them. Oh, first supplication, first um, intercession. He was teaching them the identity of sons. Mm. Prayer is an identity in sonship before it's an action in any of the dem- whether it's intercession, groaning, or supplication, or warfare. Whichever, it is first an identity in sonship before it's an action in religion. I hope with these few points of mine, we'll be able to establish what it means to be born again, what it means to be baptized, immersed into Christ. And we have begun to understand love, the love of God. So when he say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the love of God, that we can fellowship with the Holy Spirit. This is God's grace in love that we can fellowship with him. Amen. Question, comments, concerns. Hi, this. I have a comment. Um, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, this 
really fed me in a really personal way. Um, I just had a breakdown probably yesterday. <laughs> um, cleaning my son's room. Um, I was listening to um a message from someone and they were talking about the orphan spirit. Mm. Um and I didn't realize how many of those characteristics were actually showing up in my life. Hmm. Um, it was interesting. So they, and I don't know how accurate this is. So I'm going to share this with both of you so that I can get your thoughts on this. But um, whoever the speaker was, he shared that Lucifer was the first orphan when he was cast out and then took the third of the angels um, because at that point before the fall, heaven was his home. And so he kind of connected that with his um, his agenda to try to, um, you know, um, have this warfare against us as believers um, to, to have us kind of like in this orphan mindset or really just, of course, his goal just to continue to keep us separate or to have us uh, feeling separated um, mm -hmm. from God and from God's love. Um, and then he went on to share that not only was um, it was the face of God, he said, um, and, and just the love of God that Adam and Eve knew in the beginning of creation that he, he had described how Eve was brought to Adam. And mm -hmm. so that was very interesting because um, he said when, you know, she first opened her eyes, you know, the first um, image that Eve beheld was the love of her father, was the father's love. That was the first, that was the first love that she knew. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought that was so beautiful. And that just really, really touched me. And um, lately, I promise y'all, I've just been so um, tired. And last time I think we talked and you were asking people, you know, were you tired? Were you worn out? I feel like I've just been under attack and like this endless warfare. And one minute I'm feeling great and mountaintop and praying and make, doing my declarations. And then the next minute I'm feeling down and low and tired and very work-based and performance-based and feeling like, oh, well, I have to check off the boxes to earn God's love or earn God's favor. Um, and I didn't realize until after I had heard that message that, wow, you know, I think a lot of the way that I was even still viewing God was based on my experiences with my earthly fathers mm -hmm. and really lack thereof because my biological father um, was never in my life at all. And my stepfather, although he was always a good man and respected me and treated me um, in a healthy way, um, I never felt that closeness to him because I wasn't one of his blood children. So mm. I felt this separation. Um, and so I feel like my whole life has just been this performance-based, oh, well, if I do good enough on this test, if I get a good enough grade, if I, if I can do this, if I can do that, if I'm a good enough mom, um, then maybe I can earn um, mm. love and and love me and and I then that showed up in my romantic relationships with both of my children's dads. So um I guess tonight was just really beautiful and I needed it. And I thank you guys for that. Um and I'll close with this because there was something else. I think his name was Leaf Leaf Petlin. I want to 
get take a look at this book. He I think he wrote a book calling uh, something about breaking free of the orphan spirit. But he talked about the and it's so many connections. That's how I know this is the Holy Spirit making all these connections make sense to me. Um, he was talking about the baptism of water um, and the baptism of the spirit. And then the last baptism that he mentioned was the baptism of love. And I wanted to ask you guys about that. But after hearing what I heard tonight, now that makes sense to me, like what the baptism of love is and, and really just receiving um, the love um, that, that was already made available to me, like just simply receiving and resting um, in what is already there. I don't have to earn it. I don't have to perform it. I, it's just It's just there. Um, I don't know why I keep trying to take myself out of it. Um, mm. It's almost like self-sabotage, you know what I mean? And it's almost like, oh, it's getting too good or, oh, I'm, I'm feeling a little too blessed. So I got to figure out a way to let me, okay, try to slide back into this temptation or let me, okay, backslide into this old eating habit or, you know, it's just like these little things where, um, and I mean, I wanted to call it warfare. I don't know. but. Um, I think that after tonight, when I really enter into my prayer time with God, um, my father, I think my heart posture is really just going to be in a much freer place. And I'm really excited about that. Amen. Amen. Okay, two things. Um, okay. That's stronghold. Second Corinthians ten five. Second Corinthians ten five. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna read two things to, to you. First, I'm gonna read is Second Corinthians chapter ten verse five. Actually. Okay. Actually, hold on. I'll read Ephesians six first and I'll read for second part. Ephesians six verses twelve. Ephesians 6, 12. Let them start with Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. So let's address it because you say you feel attacked. So Ephesians 6, 12 says. Let me start from 10. Ephesians 6, I'm going to start from 10 to 12. Um, 10 to. No, no, if I'm to go that far. I'll just go to <laughs> That's 10. A whole That's a good differentiation. 10 to 12. So it said 10. It said, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from him and be empowered through your union with him. And in the power of his boundless might, put on the full armor of God. The full armor of God is Christ. Breastplate, Christ is your righteousness. is the breastplate of righteousness. Belt of truth, Christ is your truth. Helmet of salvation, he is your salvation. Put on sandals of peace. He is your peace. Lift up the shield of faith. We know Christ is faith. Mm -hmm. And pray always in the spirit. Pray in the leadership. Be led by the spirit. That is all. So, put on the full armor of God. For his precepts are like the splendid armor of a heavenly armed soldier. Say, put on Christ. Because from the moment you believe, you put on Christ. And once you put on Christ, you can never take him off. Mm. Let me repeat that. Once you, from the moment you believe, you put on Christ as an armor. And since you put him on, you can never take him off. So you know, like in the morning, you have to put on your arm, arm on. In the evening, you take it off when you go to sleep. Once you put on Christ, you never take him off. Put on the full armor of God. His precepts are like a splendid armor of a heavenly armed soldier, so that you may be success. You may, you may be able to successfully stand up against all the schemes and strategies and the deceits of the enemy of the devil. He did not talk about the power. 
-hmm. All he talked about was scheme, strategy, and deceits. Mm -hmm. Let's go on. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending with physical opponents, but against rulers, mm -hmm. against powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the special forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural places. What did they use? Go back. Schemes, strategies, and deceits. Let's go to. So, how do we deal with them? What is the weapon that we fight these people with? These demons, these things that are attacking us. Let's go. Corinthians, what? Second Corinthians. Second, 10. Second Corinthians 10, 4 to 5. Second Corinthians 10. I'll read New King James first and read Amplified. Because that's the first way most people see it. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for the pulling down of stronghold. What is the stronghold? Casting down arguments. These are the stronghold. Arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of christ and being ready to punish all of the, all disobedience when obedience is fulfilled i'm ready to amplify it for though we walk in the flesh as mortal men we are not carrying out our spiritual warfare according to the flesh and using weapons of man mm. The weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying, what is the fortress that we are destroying? We are destroying sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. Mm -hmm. We are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of christ being ready to punish every act of disobedience when your own obedience as a church is complete last the last one i will use is the message and i will just speak on it that's the message let me see three the world is unprincipled is a dog eat dog out, out there the world doesn't fight fair but we do not leave or fight our battles that that way never have never will the tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation mm -hmm. but they are for demolishing that entire massive corrupt culture we use our powerful god tools smashing warped philosophies tearing down barriers erected against the truth of god mm -hmm. fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse to the structure of life shaped by christ our tools are ready at hand for cleaning the ground of every obstruction and building lives of obedience into maturity. First thing is, what lie have you believed? Mm. The enemy's purpose is to teach you a lie that you remind yourself mm -hmm. and use it as a weapon against yourself. Mm -hmm. When the enemy came in the Old Testament, rule of the Hermeneus, he said, the serpent was the most cunning amongst the beasts of the field, amongst all the demons. Beast of the field demons. He's the most cunning among all the beasts of the field. So his job is his is to is to glorify himself in mm -hmm. your ignorance. Mm -hmm. That's why people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But you know, you just don't believe. 
you have to transition from knowledge from just i know this to believing what you know mm -hmm. it's one thing to know that god loves you it's another thing to believe that god loves you transition from knowledge to believe first transition from the moment you believed mm -hmm. you were baptized one you're baptized first into christ mm -hmm. how immersed into his love mm -hmm. and you are baptized into the spirit there is no other baptism in the cloud there's no difference there's no different stages all baptisms happen then at the same time into christ into love into the spirit mm -hmm. all baptisms happen then i would advise mm -hmm. read john read ephesians don't read the book exactly what i would add to that is it is impossible to be filled to the fullness of god and still have room for a spirit of orphan the orphan spirit because how does it is impossible for darkness and light to, to coexist you cannot believe and have the spirit of god inside of you and then think that the spirit of god and the orphan spirits are sharing space inside of you it is not possible right i understand sure. the context behind why you know and we've 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 gone through all of that before you know we've heard it we've you know so i understand where that is coming from like helping people see those things but i think that delivering it in that manner does not affirm the, the people of god in their identity as sons of god right it almost kind of ascribes um ownership by you know this spirit whereas it is impossible because we have been completely bought and paid for and translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light so no other spirit we cannot bear fruits after any other kind of spirit because now we are fully in the kingdom and in the family of christ because this is where people then come up with um the doctrine of deliverance mm. whereas scripture says that the entrance of the word brings light and you shall know the truth and the truth, and the truth shall, shall set you free. free the gospel is the power of god unto salvation deliverance is already part of salvation so the moments that you believed you've already been delivered amen so let me say let me add to that yes it is the enemy torments us mm -hmm. by our ignorance yes so it torments us causing us to agree mm -hmm. say to yourself i am son you are i am son. not orphaned mm -mm. there may be types and shadows of what seems like an orphan no no but i am son when the light comes in there is evening and morning right evening maybe there's a bit of darkness morning is the fullness of light right. it's evening yes i am going through i felt i feel like i feel that but i am not that anymore yeah. i am son i am loved Yes, there may be because of what I don't know, because I have what I'm coming into full belief of. I may be the, 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 okay. The orphan spirit is rooted in rejection. Mm -hmm. That's what the orphan spirit is rooted in rejection. But the when there was a pause in my spirit when when you said um the devil was the first orphan. 
No. He did not want to be son. He wanted to be God. He did not want to be son. He wanted to be God. And his trick is to teach people how to be gods unto themselves. Right. So teaching people how they do not need God when they can be God. And teaching people how God is not giving them enough, not showing them the true secrets they can do without him. So the goal of even sin, when they say we commit to sin, is pleasure over God, mm -hmm. something over God. You are putting a fruit that looks good over God, forgetting there's a part of evil in it. Mm. So he, by scripture, this is why I said we have to be careful. Right. Sometimes they give you enough truth to convince you, enough lies to confuse you. Any, any teaching that you receive that makes you affirm a reality that is not your identity and leaves you in a bit of conf a bit, leaves you with any element of confusion, it's not gospel. Enough truth to convince you, enough lies to confuse you. Mm. I am son. Mm -hmm. That is your identity. Mm -hmm. You don't identify with them. So yes, I may still be acting out some ways that are not metamorphoses. I am still, I have metamorphosized. I am just a butterfly that's not yet flying. I am still learning how to use my wings. Mm -hmm. I am no longer a, what do you call that thing? I'm no longer a caterpillar. caterpillar. Mm -hmm. I am now a butterfly. What's this? No, um, Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it. that you have been grafted into the into the family of christ through the sacrifice of jesus you are completely saved i am very careful because a lot of times i listen to some preachers preach they spend time reminding you of who you were right and the whole the enemy and the whole the enemy had over you and how you are now to walk to right. set yourself free mm -hmm. from that hold no that's no longer I am, not I was. Right. I am son. This is who I am. Why am I reminding myself of who I was and what the whole and I don't need to I, I don't need to analyze all the fakes to recognize the original. Right. I simply need to study the original. And once I know the original, I rec I will always recognize the counterfeit. The original is Christ, he's the protocols, firstborn of many. Firstborn of many what? Firstborns. Mm -hmm. I am, he's the protocols, the prototype. But I, because something is a prototype, he, he's a mass production. Mm -hmm. He's the prototype, but it's a mass production of him. We are all the same as him. We do not, at best, we have different serial numbers, mm -hmm. but we are all the same car. So stop using, don't listen to people that define you as a caterpillar when you're already a butterfly, just learning how to use your wings. You are not an orphan. Mm -mm. You are a son. son. And don't let anyone remind you of the nature of orphanship and don't identify with it. You are son and you are learning how to be son. Mm -hmm. Simple. Just a reminder, we would not we would not advise or encourage that you read the book. We would instead tell you to spend time studying John and studying Ephesians.
as many times as you need to for the truth of that to be fully established in you is what we would recommend you can read if you don't all want the different translations you can take an entire journey just meditating and studying on what the love of god looks like and how your faith the faith that you have received the faith of christ that you have received how it has set you completely free we will not recommend spending time reading the book on the orphan spirit please be careful who you listen Very to careful. be careful who feeds you because that's don't you are what you eat you, wonderful you are what you eat mm -hmm. So be, be be very because that's that was enough truth to convince you, enough lies to confuse you. Yep. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I know we know that we're at time. So okay. so maybe Jasmine, if you want to hold the question, you know, we normally have. No, she, I think she was just agreeing, not holding. Oh, agree. okay, okay. Just you know, we have fellowship hall after. If you, if you want to continue to you know talk about this a little bit more, okay, great. Um, we don't have time for any questions in you know this session but fellowship hall after we pray out if anybody has any questions i'm going to hang out afterwards we're typically there okay so do we want to pray out or what do we want to do let's do the declaration so that people see now now that we have done this let us see what sonship is okay hold on so we all do the declarations and we'll declare out and that, that will be it that's the prayer okay Do two hundred before to load. Oh, dinner. Okay. Can everyone see? Okay. Let's go. Uh, well, let me move this to the right so that. Okay. Good. One. If you can come off mute if you can if you're if you're not in a place where you can come and mute, that's okay but we'll do it we'll take say the declaration from what you learned today we'll now do the declarations so one two ready go i choose to believe decree and declare i'm a son of god i am the image and likeness of god in christ jesus god loves me i'm eternally forgiven by god i'm a soul and justified in christ I am born with him, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, set about the blood of Jesus. By Christ, I am transplanted to the bloodline and heritage of God. I am well, I dwell in the sacred place of the most high. I am seated in Christ. I am far above principalities and power. I am one Christ. Christ is my reality. I live by the faith of Christ. Christ. God being I am redeemed from every curse of the and am protected by God. God is I move in the vision of God. I walk in the fullness of my my The Holy Spirit leads my being. By the presence of by God's presence, I am made holy set apart and sanctified for God. I am redeemed of the Lord. Only walk in God's will for me. 
I leave in the Lordship of Christ. I am separated from everyone, every place, and every I will leave I move I have the favor of God. 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 I have the favor of the spirit of God is by his presence and anointing that I walk wisdom, knowledge, understanding, power, moral courage, godly confidence. I am born again. I am the atmosphere of I am still to be fullness of God. I walk in the glory of God's presence on me. And none of God's Lord is I foster testimony of oneness, patience, kindness, humility, self-control, the life is in me, all things Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We are by your grace. Yes, Lord. We are by faith. Yes, we are through you. We have received it all, Father. We received your love. Yes, we are immersed in you. We are immersed in your grace yes, to Lord. be the, re the re revelations and manifestation of Christ in every place. Yes, Father, we have received this word. Let it be a fruit in our, in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives. Let it be a fruit. Amen. Help our unbelief. Yes, God. Heal our minds. Amen. 
transform us into the fullness of you in accordance with your word mm -hmm. lord the manifestations of everything that has been said yes, father lord. thank you thank you Jesus. as we move into the rest of this week we declare the manifestations of your blessings mm -hmm. we walk out as priests interceding on behalf of many before you but as kings declaring and decreeing your word in every space we step into mm -hmm. we receive your yes and amen. amen father lord we enjoy the benefit of the yes and amen the benefit of audacious sons the benefit mm -hmm. of abundant life father no accident no incident no story to tell about the testimony of your love yes, it's all about your love Yes, encourage us in your love grant us deeper revelations of your love as we move into the rest of this week yes, God. in jesus name in grace jesus is multiplied unto us Amen. and we can enjoy the love of god yes, as we God. fellowship with the holy spirit this is the good thing that is assured to us this is the mercy of god that's assured yes, to us Lord. that we are the dwelling of god both now and forever jesus amen 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 thank you jesus all right, family. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, we're you know hanging out in fellowship hall. We are here. So if anyone wants to stay behind for questions, comments, we are still here. So we're just gonna hold, hold on to. I know some people have to help 